Voice Coaches Radio, everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Mike Spring. And he's back. We always love having John Gologli with us because he's out on the road a lot and he really picks up some interesting things when he's out there, whether it be from listening to the radio as he's going to a class or, again, meeting with folks that are interested in voice acting. Always has a unique perspective, don't you think? Absolutely. You know, he also has a lot of years of voiceover experience underneath his belt. So John's kind of one of these guys who's done it all. He's been a voice actor, a producer, a teacher, you name it. This guy knows the field pretty much in and out. So uh, today, you and he, if I'm not mistaken, talked a little bit about social media again and the fact that um, there are some things that it's good for and some things that you know, you'd want to perhaps avoid using social media. Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about. And actually, this is, even if, you, I know some of you out there might be listening going, oh, I don't do social media. I'm not going to listen, click, turn off the podcast. But wait, there's more. <laughs> uh, I think some of the stuff we talk about kind of branches out even a little further than that. And it, it's sort of, we do talk about social media and how you how you should approach it and what you should be using it for as a voice actor. And also some sort of common mistakes that some voice actors make early on in their career in how they approach getting their demo out there and looking for feedback on it. So I think there's a really a lot of good information in here that, that John shares, whether you're into social media or not. Excellent. So here's Mike Spring with John Gologli. Well, hey, John, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you on again. Thank you. I'm very excited to be back in the studio finally. Well, you know, every time you're in the studio, I always like to get a chance to pick your brain because, you know, you're out there, you're talking to voice actors all the time, both professional and aspiring voice actors. So I, I always say, what knowledge can I glean from John Gologli today? So I know you wanted to talk a little bit about um, uh, people's demos and kind of a, a certain level of professionalism that goes along with them, right? Uh, absolutely. One of the things I've, I've, I've realized as I've been uh, getting more voiceover work and, and I'm continuing to stay busy is that I don't think social networking is a necessity, uh, but I think it could be used as a tool. Sure. Now, saying that, one of the things I, I've, I've seen that really perplexes me is there's actually, I've, I've seen on certain sites, actual demo critique groups or forums. And, and I thought that was really weird. I visited a couple of them and, and uh, there's some great demos on there, but then they're getting, there's people critiquing them because, of course, they ask for it. And I think that as a professional voice actor, I have to tell you, I've never in my voiceover career, and I've been in this now for, for almost uh, 18 years, I've never asked someone to critique my demo. Right. And the reason for that is I think that it, it, it takes away from the fact that you're professional and you're basically acting like an amateur at that point. You say, hey, can you let me know what you think of my demo? Well, that's not the same as sending a demo to someone trying to get a job. At that point, you're saying, hey, let me know if you think I'm a pro. Right. As opposed to having the confidence to go out there and, and get work. Yeah, I'm sure like Rodney Salisbury never says that, you know, tells people, hey, what do you think of my demo, you know, or yeah. <laughs> or Peter Cullen. I'm sure those guys aren't out there looking for feedback on their calling cards, so to speak. Yeah. And, and I know it seems like, you know, hey, what's the harm in that? But there's a couple things. First of all, in reality, anyone can critique anyone's demo because you're never going to do a perfect demo. Okay. It's going to represent the best that you are now. But listen, I've gotten demos from people that are, that are just fantastic. But if I had to pick them apart, I could. Sure. You can always find something wrong with anybody's demo. I'm sure you can, you can find something to critique, I should say. Not something wrong, but something that you could say, maybe this could be done this way or something like that. Of course you can. Yeah. And, and, and then once you hear that, and especially a newer voice actor, this is the danger, is that, you know, a newer voice actor hears someone say, well, here's something maybe I don't like, or maybe you should fix about your demo. All of a sudden that person, and gets nervous and maybe maybe they don't have the confidence they should and now all of a sudden they're not sending their demo out anymore. You have to have confidence in your demo and there's a ton of voiceover work out there. Don't let people, don't let naysayers keep you from doing what you want to do. 
because there's there's a lot of motivations to this. You have to understand there's people out there, number one, who uh, their motivation is to get you to record a demo with them. I mean, it's, it's a money motivation for them. Hey, yeah, you know, your demo's not too good. I could fix it for you. Right, for a fee. Yeah, the motivation is not pure in that case. And also, listen, there's another motivation. Let's face it. There could be people out there telling you your demo's not good because they just don't want new voice actors in the industry. They don't want the competition. You got it. Now, saying that, keep in mind that I feel that voice actors are a super supportive group of people. I mean, I've, I've found that throughout my career. If a voice actor, uh, if they can help you, they will. However, there, there's exceptions to every rule. There are people out there that will, that will tell you that maybe you shouldn't be doing this. And again, their motivations aren't pure. They're telling you that because they don't want any more competition in the industry. Yeah, it's true. There's always a, a couple of bad apples in every bunch. Yeah, absolutely. But I agree with you. Voice actors, by and large, are an incredibly supportive group. Almost every person I've ever met in this field is really terrific to work with. And I think that's really something that, that you can look forward to about this career. But I agree with you, John. It seems like you're just opening yourself up for the people out there who aren't quite as legitimate to kind of try and get their hooks into you and, and affect your confidence, which I think is, is a terrible thing. Just recently, someone I know who's voice actor went to a certain group of people who provide work and they and they basically said, no, we don't really think you're, you're good enough to do work. Of course, that would make anyone feel kind of bad. Well, the same person brought their demo to another group of people and started getting voiceover work immediately. Your demo or your, your voice might not be what someone's looking for that day or that month, but it doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to listen to you and, and hear your voice and fall to their knees thinking this is the greatest voice I've ever heard or the greatest performance I've ever heard. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I mean, you have to be confident in your voice. Let's face it. It's one of the big reasons I always say that internet, social networking, all of that is fantastic and you should utilize it. However, I'm a big fan of developing work relationships because in everything in life, people don't necessarily hire the best. They hire people who are good, who they like. So if you've got a voice actor out there who's, who is thinking of getting some critique on their demo and maybe they're not feeling as confident, and, and you know, what, what's something you can tell them to sort of refresh their confidence, so to speak? Well, I would tell them that that um, what they've done on their demo, again, this is depending who, who it's produced by, but let's assume that it's someone that we've worked with. Uh, their demo will represent them now. Again, you'll never do a perfect demo. There's there's things on my demo where I go, oh, I could have done that differently. I mean, let's face it, you could take one piece of copy, one commercial, one narration, and you could read it literally 1500 different ways. So so you can't do that. You have to you have to take your demo and go, yeah, this is good. You know, I sound good in this. This is professional. I'm going to send it out. You can't you can't obsess. I just had this recently where a guy heard his demo said, "Wow, I sound I sound really good. But boy, I could have done a lot differently." Well, of course you could have. I mean, we, you could do that all day, right? Sure. But the optimum phrase there is, I sound really good. Yeah. So r- recognize the fact that you do sound great. I mean, that's why, let's face it, that's why you're doing this. Yep. I mean, people don't get into voice acting because their voices are bad. Don't compare yourself to others. It's a big mistake a lot of voice actors make. Every voice is different. There are no two voices exactly alike. And saying things like, I'll never have that guy's voice or I'll never have that woman's voice can only do harm because, again, you don't know what the client's looking for. You might have a client that, yeah, maybe you think this person has a fantastic voice, but you know who they'd rather have? You. Right. And you know what? And it, and it is true, though. You will never have that person's voice, but why would you want to? Focus on your voice, you know, develop your own voice and, and really take it to its fullest potential rather than trying to live up to somebody else's potential. Absolutely. That is true. All right. Well, great, John. Thank you so much for uh, stopping in the studio again. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, Mike, thanks for taking time with John. You know, again, always interesting, always a different perspective than perhaps, you know, we ordinarily think about and uh, always a pleasure, obviously. Without a doubt. Now, you may have discovered listening to our podcast today that voice acting is a fun business to be in. I will vouch for that. If you'd like to learn more about it, Voice Coaches teaches an adult education class at universities, colleges, and schools around the country called Getting Paid to Talk. It should answer all your questions about voice acting, and we could be in your neighborhood 
good soon. That's right. The week of February 21st, look for us in Lancaster, Royersford, Wilkes-Barre, and Allentown, Pennsylvania, in Merrillville, Indiana, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll also be in Cleveland, Ohio, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and Hartford, Connecticut. Now, to find out when we're going to be near you, it takes just one phone call to 866-887-2834. Or you can email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. We also like to hear from you at that address with any questions you might have, comments, uh, topic suggestions for the podcast. And of course, if you have those winning lottery numbers, please share them. Yeah. You got any kind of insight in there, you know, an uncle that works for the lottery, anything like that, we, we could you know, use the help. A clairvoyant aunt, maybe, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll take yeah. any suggestion. And if uh, we don't win, we'll be back next week right here on Voice Coaches Radio. Have a good one. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. That was short and sweet and to the point. Yeah. The exact opposite of what we usually do. <laughs> exactly. All right, so you want to come out of it with, you know, the the usual yeah. accolades for my greatness? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all right. Here we go. Once again, an award-winning interview there. Yes, thank you. Thanks. And don't be afraid to lay it on a little thick there. Thanks, Warren. All right. Well, knowing that much, we should be able to I should be able to back into it somehow here. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll accidentally stumble our way into making a cogent point, you know. Cogent or cogent? Cogent, right? Cogent, I That's think. That's what I thought. I think so. Wasn't he that detective with the lollipop? Cogent? Close. Okay, something Close. like that. Look at me, I'm like MacGyver in the booth. <laughs> I'm the MacGyver of voice acting. Ooh, that could be my new, my new tagline. Mike Spring, the MacGyver of voiceovers.